Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code. What's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Best pricing. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. And row on another marketplace. Game time will hook you up with a credit equal to 110% of the difference. I've had great experience with game time. Welcome to the Talking Texas Rangers podcast, where we dive into the latest rumors and news surrounding Texas Rangers baseball. And now on to our first topic. Three up, three down. From the Texas Rangers lost weekend against the Angels. Corey Seager was out of the Texas Rangers lineup Sunday, which raised some red flags in a morning media session with manager Chris Woodward. Sigur, for those who remember, landed awkwardly Friday night on first base while trying to avoid a collision at the bag. He did play Saturday. The last thing these Rangers need is for their 325 million man to miss time, and avoiding that is what was behind Seager sitting in the series finale against the Rangers. He and Woodward decided that day off, followed by the Rangers off day Monday, would clear up what Woodward said is general soreness. Quote saying, Corey's been real honest. We both talked after yesterday's game. It was a little sore during the game, and we were like, let's do the right thing here and get him off his feet. We have to be able to do that to keep him healthy. Seeger, who has had injury problems in the past and is big for shortstop, will be getting days off throughout the season. Marcus Simeon moved from second base to shortstop, the position where he developed into a gold glove finalist in Oakland after some trying times there early in his career. He also played 162 games in the past 162 game seasons, but Woodward said that is unlikely to happen this season. Simeon has played all nine games so far this season and wanted to play over the weekend as his bat starts to come around. He isn't collecting hits, but many of his outs have come on hard hit balls. Seeger not being hurt and Simeon improving at the plate are positives for a team short on them 10 days into the 2022 season. So here are three up and three down from an eight and three loss to the Angels and the third straight loss to close out the four game series. Three up, Nick Solak. Solak isn't necessarily on the brink of getting more playing time, but at the very least, he's making the most of his opportunities in a part-time role. He collected two hits Sunday, pushing his average to 316. He has two hits and three with six games. Solak has also played well in the field in a platoon with Brad Miller, who is dealing with a stiff back. Next up, Brett Martin. While left-hander John King had another nice outing, one and a third scoreless innings, the left-handed Martin had his best outing of the season. 
he inherited a mess from Nick Snyder and minimized the damage by retiring three straight. Two of the three runners he faced, but not because he was getting hit all over the ballpark. The contact was so soft on consecutive grounders to second that the Rangers couldn't turn a double play. Rangers children. Well before first pitch, right field was a sea of Easter eggs for players' children to hunt down. The initial thinking was it would take 20 minutes for all the eggs to get scooped up. Try three, and it's not like the Rangers team is filled with older guys with families. Impressive work by those kids. Three down. Bullpen. The Rangers wanted two extra relievers this month with expanded rosters because they weren't going to let the starters go long in games after a short spring buildup. Ineffectiveness has made those outings even shorter. There's a short buildup for relievers too, and it has shown. They haven't been sharp struggling with command. While they have probably caught up on their lack of spring innings and appearances, their confidence might need to be built back up. The Rangers have dipped into AAA round rock multiple times for various ailments. Someone will have to go Tuesday when John Gray is reinstated from the injured list. Another stretch of short starts could lead to a revolving door between AAA and the big league club. Defense. A struggling pitching staff needs every out it can get, so errors only lead to more pitches and more mistakes. The Rangers committed three errors Sunday. Only one run was unearned, technically speaking. But the errors had a cumulative effect. One thing the fielders can't defend is walks. The Rangers pitchers issued seven of them. Martin Perez said the leadoff walk in the Angels' three-run third was the difference in a game. In the lineup, Woodward wasn't happy with some of the at-bats he saw after the Rangers closed to within 4-3 to three in the third. Hitters weren't patient enough, trying to do too much or both. Woodward pointed to the Angels, who were 7-14 for 14 with runners in scoring position. They managed to find holes by hitting the ball the other way by not trying to do too much. After hitting 9 Homers in the first three games of the series, the Angels didn't hit one Sunday. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. Who are your three up and three down? And as always, hit that like button and subscribe to the podcast and our channel for more content. And now, my thoughts on an 8-3 Rangers loss. For the first week of the season, the Rangers were losing more than they won. But it was... I don't know what I would call it an acceptable losing stretch, but the offense was productive. The games were close, and you could feel okay about things. It wasn't that this seemed like a playoff team, but it seemed like a decent team, much better than what we have seen the past two years. That's not been the case the past two games. The Rangers have instead had a couple of ugly losses, with starters giving up too many runs while not going deep into games, and a patchwork collection of relievers letting things get out of hand while the offense doesn't put many runs on the board. Like we said, Martin Perez allowed four runs, three earned in four innings of work. One run came on a first inning pass ball. The final three came with two outs in the third, with a double walk infield single, and E5 combo single sequence turning a 1-1 game into a 4-1 deficit. Then six relievers combined for the final five innings. Spencer Patton hit Mike Trout in the hand and knocked him out of the game, but the x-rays came back negative. Brock Burke, after two impressive outings, proved to be mortal, allowing two runs on two hits and a walk in .2 innings pitched. Nick Snyder retired none of the three batters he faced, allowing two walks and a single before being pulled for Brett Martin. Martin got three ground ball outs, but two of Snyder's runs scored, 
seemingly putting an end to any hopes of a Rangers comeback. It's one thing to say, yeah, the pitching is a problem, but it's going to get better. It's another thing to be experiencing it, wondering whether the starter will be able to allow fewer runs. That innings pitched, wondering which of the Calisade of relievers will be be the ones to give her the runs that turn a close game into a not close one. Bullpen that is performing terribly can just suck the life out of you. Willie Calhoun continues to hit the, hit the ball hard with a 110 mile per hour double and a 106 mile per hour ground out. Adonis Garcia had a home run and it went 102 miles per hour. Marcus Simeon smoked a 108 mile per hour exit velocity line drive. That went for a flyout. Andy Ibanez had a 102.6 mile per hour flyout. Cole Calhoun, who has struggled so far this season, had a 101 mile per hour flyout and a 99.5 mile per hour single. I'm not going through the pictures because that will just annoy me. It's an off day today. John Gray returns Tuesday and hopefully things will get better, even if it doesn't necessarily feel that way right now. I want to know what you thought about their recent 8-3 loss. Let us know in the comments section below. And now for our minor league update. All those doubleheaders yesterday means just one game today with Round Rock taking on Sugarland. Kohei Arihara started and allowed three runs in five innings, striking out four. Apologies for saying these names wrong. Navar Bueno stretched out six in two innings of work. Leody Tavares continued his hot streak to the season, going three for five. Bubba Thompson had a single and a double. Davis Wenzel had a double and a walk. Josh Smith had a single. Matt Carpenter had a double and a ninth inning three-run home run that broke a 3-3 tie, provided the winning margin for the Express. And now on to our next topic. Rangers are losing and playing poorly to open the season, but players aren't panicking just yet. Baseball teams are going to lose a lot every season. The Atlanta Braves, the reigning world champions, lost 73 times last season. So seven losses in nine games isn't the end of the world for the Rangers, though many of their fans strongly disagree. The season opening magnifying glass makes that stretch feel like another 102 loss season is coming. It's not. Rangers players aren't hitting the panic button. Marcus Simeon isn't going to hit 128 as he is now. The Rangers aren't going to have the 619 team ERA they have now. Nathaniel Lowe will hit a home run or 20 this season, not the zero he is stuck on after nine games. That's nine games of 162, or 6% of the season. Nine games aren't remotely akin to nine NFL games, or nine games in District 5, 5A. The prudent thing here is to put everything into context. Now the Rangers very likely aren't going to unseat the Braves and probably won't be in the postseason. Are the Rangers as bad as they were over the weekend? No. Will they be aggravating to watch? Of course. The best advice here is to take a deep, deep breath. Recalculate any high expectations you might have set despite team officials saying months ago that 2022 won't mark the end of the rebuild. 
Enjoy the highs that Simeon says are coming, even if they can't match the lows. Baseball is a long season. All teams lose more than one-third of their games. The Rangers are likely going to lose more than half of their games. But they will be better than they have to start the season and won't be as bad as a season ago. Before the Rangers PR staff would allow Woodward to begin his Sunday morning media session, a very important announcement was made. The reason the Rangers weren't wearing their Sunday home power blue uniform is because of supply chain issue. First off, credit to the PR crew they knew fans would be asking. Also, the Rangers red jerseys are missing. Damn you, China. Well, yes, but the uniforms are made by Fanatics in Easton, Pennsylvania. Fanatics takes measurements for players and coaches for all 30 teams during spring training, and the shortened spring did not allow enough time to get the alternate uniforms turned around. The Rangers hope to have their alternate jerseys for the next homestand, but they might not debut until May. Let us know in the comments section below. Are you overly concerned about their losing ways right now? Or are you pumping the brakes and giving the Rangers a chance to improve over the season? Let us know. And now, on to our topic. Three ways to fix the dreadful Rangers pitching staff this season. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out this glaring problem. The Texas Rangers have an awful pitching staff in this young season so far. Yeah, it's been ugly for the Rangers on the mound this year. Their best starter, John Gray, has spent the last week on the injured list with a blister. And those who have had to pick up the slack in his place have not performed well, to say the least. That doesn't just describe those members of the starting rotation. Also, it applies to the bullpen, which has been adept at blowing large cushions provided by a decent lineup. The stat sheet is unflattering, to say the least. Sure, we're only nine games in. The Rangers stand at 2-7 and seven in those games, compared to 3-6 and six at this same moment a year ago. But even with John Gray returning this week, there's no guarantee about the rest of the staff. It's clear that if the Rangers seek further improvement in 2022, they'll need help doing so. These are three solutions to help fix this beleaguered staff. Cliff... Give Glenn Otto and or AJ Alexi another shot. Can't hurt, right? Glenn Otto and AJ both saw a big league time in 2021, and each with varying degrees of success. And though neither pitcher broke camp with the Texas Rangers this season, that doesn't minimize their ability to impact the pitching staff positively. Speaking to this point, Otto currently has a zero ERA, two starts at AAA Round Rock. Alexi has a 514 ERA, so maybe it's best for him to remain in AAA for now. But he did have a 4.7 ERA at the big league level in 2021. They both have demonstrated they can pitch at the game's highest level. Neither can be worse than what the Texas Rangers are getting out of their current pitchers. Move Brock Burke to the starting rotation. If Taylor Hearn took this route for the Rangers. Why can't Burke do the same for this team in 2022? Burke is coming off major injury, so it makes sense that the Rangers would want to ease the lefty back into action, but sometimes circumstances call for other plans. It's early, but Burke is already flashing some of the promise he did in 2019 before going on the shelf with 10 strikeouts and 4 innings pitched. Texas needs to be throwing Burke out there more rather than less at the moment, given the state of the starting rotation. 
As would be the case, however, Berg's insertion in the rotation would also be dealing a blow to a bad bullpen. Luckily for the Rangers, they have Hernandez and Jose Leclerc returning to that unit this summer, so they can hold it together until then. The starting rotation doesn't have those same saving graces, with prospects like Colwyn feeling like late-season call-ups at best. Therefore, moving Brock Burke to the rotation for now feels like a good maneuver to make. And finally, trade for a starting pitcher. Signing John Gray in the offseason was great and all, but think of him as replacing first-half Kyle Gibson in 2021, who went on to be a 2021 All-Star before being traded to Philadelphia. Gibby posted a sub-3 ERA. Gray can be expected to post a high 3, low 4 ERA this season. So where's the additional improvement? It hasn't come from within yet. Dane Dunning has really struggled early on. Taylor Hearn has looked sharp at times, but not consistently. Spencer Howard is injured, and has also looked bad so far. And no one is exactly afraid of Martin Perez. Though I suppose he's an upgrade for Jordan Lyles. This all leads to an obvious conclusion. The Rangers need to find another upgrade for their rotation. Maybe that's from the A's, maybe that's one of the Marlins' young arms, or someone else outside the organization. If we're being honest, this is the work the Rangers should have done during the offseason. But in case the team's pitching performance early in the season hasn't set off any alarm bells yet, it should. The pitching prospects on the way, like Cole Wynn and Jack Leiter, will be great if developed properly. But putting so much pressure on them as to be saviors upon their arrivals in Arlington? Yeah, I don't like that so much. And before we go, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, and let us know any comments you have about the topics we cover, and you can be featured in an upcoming episode. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. This has been the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered by tweeting us at TalkinTXRangers or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Rangers. As always, thank you for listening and go Rangers.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.